You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast by, of course, Fan Critical. Today we're discussing theories, all theories related to season eight and everything that has happened in Game of Thrones, the television show and the books up to the point that we're at in both respective mediums. Today I'm joined by House Tarly with John. Hello there. House Stark with Lucy. Winter is coming. Very nice. And of course, House Tully with Gareth. Hello, Gareth. Oh, look out for the river. What is there saying? Who knows? Well, you should know that. What is wet can never words. dry. There you go. <laughs> <Nonsense>. <laughs> Sorry. Lucy's out of herself. Lucy's out of herself. <laughs> anyway, and I'm your host, Len. Uh, I'm also in Australia with Gareth. Hello, Gareth. I've travelled across the, the very, very, very narrow sea. And we're drinking lovely White Walker whiskey by Johnny Walker as we... Um, because you know. this is obviously sponsored by Johnny Walker, is it? Or? And we are sponsored by Johnny Walker. Yes, thank you very much, John, for yeah. seeing us up there. No, no only joking. We just like uh, Game of Thrones-inspired whiskies. Other whiskies are available. Other whiskies are very <laughs> much available. Um, so today is all about theories. As I said, we've done our Season 7 recap. We've also done an introductory podcast talking about this podcast and our love for Game of Thrones. This podcast is talking all about theories. What theories and prophecies will come true? I'm yep. hoping that everyone has brought some good ones to discuss. And let's Loads. just say we're going to be basing some of the theories off of a previous podcast that we did Ooh. a very long time ago. One yes. of our first ever podcasts mm. was about Game of Thrones and we discussed crazy theories at the end of season seven about what we thought would happen in the finale. The only difference now is we've seen some trailers, we've had some you know rumours flying around, so we're going to sort of adjust some of those theories. But it'd be good to bring those up at certain points as well. Some of yep. those those crazy Reddit theories crazy may not be Reddit so theories. crazy after all. Well, they may not be, but some of them may also be absolutely fucking batshit crazy. So just saying. Okay, so I think it's a very important point to start on the fact that we know that the season is six episodes. We know for a fact there are two major battles in this season. The first mm-hmm. of which has been heavily, heavily promoted in the trailers. And that is, of course the White Walkers arriving at Winterfell and it is rumoured to be called the Battle of Winterfell. Slated for episode three of the season. I think we should start our conversation by talking about that, the biggest set piece that is confirmed for the final season. What are your thoughts on that battle, guys? John, I'm going to come to you first. I know you're absolutely chomping at the bit to talk about this battle because it is something you are very much looking forward to. be funny if I'd left the room at that point, but um, Would be. I haven't. I'm still here. Um, uh, 
I'm kind of a bit annoyed that we've got so much of a lead up to these episodes. Like mm. we we shouldn't know that there's a battle of Winterfell in episode three that everyone's mm. looking forward to. Like th- yeah. think of, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone's favorite episode of last season was episode four, Spoils of War, and much Definitely. much of that impact is is because Surprise. you just don't see it coming. Mm. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Like how how good is that? That that is a it is a really good point because there's there's. N- <laughs> I suppose the nature of of the story is that this bit was never going to be a surprise, though. Like we we were yeah, never yeah. going to have a White Walker approaching Winterfell, and somebody going, "Oh my God, what is that in the distance?" And then we're like, <laughs> "Oh my God, it's a bloody, it's a White Walker. That's mental." We know that's coming. Yeah. Like whether 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 we had had the build up or not, we knew that that was going to come. It's like, all right, well, just skip the first two episodes. Let's just get to the battle then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know that nothing's going to happen to any of the key characters in episodes one and two. They're mm. going to be very slow episodes. And if you're looking at... Not necessarily. Oh, okay. some madness could happen. Madness could happen. Mm. Yeah, burn them all. Mm. Um well, that'd be funny, Good. wouldn't it? If there was just one episode yeah. and just everyone just gets burned alive and the rest of the season was just a lie. Um, it's just credits. Credits yeah. for the next five episodes. Probably quite a few credits there. Yeah. I read quite a funny... A um, have been involved. I read quite a, a funny comment on like potential spoilers for season eight, which was... Um, uh, it ends with uh, an old Samwell uh, reading... Yeah. The stories of everything yep. that's happened. No, um, that's a good theory. But, oh, theory. No, 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 but hold on. But but the guy playing Samwell, obviously because he's aged dramatically, as yep. years will do, uh, would be George R. R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> be fucking hilarious, <laughs> wouldn't it? Very meta. <laughs> you know, um, he needs to fucking write the books, man. What's he doing appearing <laughs> in this? Yeah, get right. out of it, George. But then someone Stop said, acting. someone said, yeah, and then and then end credits, and then someone said. Well, no, because the credits are likely to be killed off in episode one. Made me laugh. <laughs> Loved it. Good. Uh, good. No, that's that's when George turns to the camera and says, "The Winds of Winter will be released in November, <laughs> 2019." <laughs> Pre-order now. The button's just below. I knew this was an advert. Yeah, I think you are right in terms of the Battle of Winterfell being this signposted, and I think it's important to talk about. We've we've discussed the the main trailer that was released, but. In the days before this podcast, a new trailer was released, which Ooh. is called the Aftermath trailer. Obviously, specifically shot for effect. So let's just say right now, everything in the Aftermath trailer isn't, you know, literal. canon. It's not literal. It's not it's, literal. it's 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 trying to get us excited for this battle, which everyone yeah. is obviously very very excited for. I mean, uh, that would be very spoilery. Yes, very spoilery. If you haven't seen this trailer, please do go watch it straight away. We're going to discuss basically what we think it means and and, and the symbolism behind some of the shots in the trailer. The Aftermath trailer depicts Winterfell pretty much destroyed, overrun. uh, A big battle has clearly taken place. And within it, we see several key artifacts of our heroes um, lost, essentially, with no owners just you know, in a derelict, <laughs> a desolate Winterfell. We have a Needle. We have Arya's Needle that's just there, you know, on its own. We also have... A <laughs> just chilling yeah, out. Just chilling out on its own. Just on its own. <laughs> we have, uh, no mates with it. No mates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, 
We've got a uh, brand's wheelchair, which has been destroyed. <laughs> or is he chilling out? Has he written here? Brand wheelchair. Yeah, I type <laughs> quickly. I type quickly, so uh, not that specific that. brand. Notes. We've also got uh, Danny's pin, Danny's uh, Targaryen pin, which is also there. Mm. We see Liana's feather. Uh, the famous feather that Liana holds down in the crypts of Winterfell, Jamie's uh, golden hand, and of course Longclaw, um, just alone. And that's how the trailer ends. I just want to know what your guys' thoughts on this trailer are, Lucy. Uh, what were you thinking when you saw this trailer? I think it's a bit much, uh, you know, because the thing about this season I thought was amazing is that they actually hadn't really released any trailers, mm, and they hadn't really had any promo material. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, they've just gone mental. Like they've literally gone mental. They're releasing trailers every day at the moment. It's insane. Does it mean anything? Because that's, I think that's true. It's got to be for me. It has to be misdirection. Yeah. It's got to show what could happen. It can't be right. Yeah, Jamie's lost his hand. Needles on her own, and <laughs> Brand's out of his wheelchair somewhere. Liana's feather is now a thing. It's got to be. This is showing you. It's showing you what could happen. It reminds me a bit of, you know, the Avengers trailers where you see the Hulk smashing things up um, in Wakanda. And obviously yeah. watch the film, that doesn't happen. Spoiler I mean, warning. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. warning. Oh, what the fuck? Sorry. Um, <laughs> but it's that kind of thing of, like you said, Len, it's, it's obviously um, being shot for the trailer. There's no way that that is definitely all, it's all happened and all that's left mm. of Winterfell is these remnants of like, the main characters and some snow. Yeah. I mean, there is some yeah. suggestion that um, John and Danny aren't even at the Battle of Winterfell. So Whoa. very interesting. Whoa. That is that is an interesting thought. We'll come <laughs> on to that very shortly. Longclaw and the Targaryen pin even there. So <clears throat> it's something like you say to get us excited, to get people talking, asking questions. But for me, there's there's no way they would show that if that was actually what was happening. Just just for clarity, just, sorry, sorry, guys. Just for clarity on that pin. Len, I know you said it was a Targaryen pin. Is it's it the not, hand. It's the hand of yeah. the king, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so, the hand of the king. You're right. You are right. Yeah. It's my bad. It's uh, it's 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 Tyrion's so, pin. So, so yeah. Tyrion could be there. Um, yeah. But Danny might not be. But John is there, true. judging by Longclaw, and Jamie's I, there. I find it. I find it extremely difficult to believe that John would ever abandon Winterfell in this situation. Um, so I think he will definitely be involved in this battle. I, th- I think there's a chance that Longclaw and the the pin are just there to keep Needle company. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But Needle's on his own. His own. On her own. She's on his yeah. own, mate. She's on his own. She's on her own. Or her own. Here goes yeah. the White Walker whiskey talking once again. Okay. Um, this trailer obviously is a massive form of symbolism uh but i want to talk about some theories around the battle itself um and i know that lucy me and you were involved in the introductory podcast and we talked about the potential and i want to bring this to the to the floor for you guys who weren't here and anyone who hadn't heard that podcast which is the fact that the opening trailer opens with Arya saying that she knows the many faces of death and she's not afraid to see this form of death but then we also simultaneously see her running through what appears to be winterfell Mm. Very, very afraid. And we haven't seen her this afraid for a very long time. So the, a couple of theories have sprung up from from this. One of which was that she's, you know, running from, you know, clearly a white or a white walker. But the theory that I brought to the table last time when I was talking with Lucy and Emma in this introductory podcast was that 
that she's potentially wanting running from her ancestors ancestors like the stark yeah. the starks have been raised right. from the crypts to, to chase her mm. that is so terrifying mm. like, because um when i'm not when i'm not in this podcast i am a fan so i do yeah. listen good um and when when you brought that theory to the table oh my god it literally like literally a chill ran down my spine yeah it's quite terrifying like (laughs) headless ned chasing after nedless in a way nedless (laughs) (laughs) Um, that that is horrific and I, i wonder um whether there's there's further symbolism there you know like She's been running away from who she really is, mm. and maybe now she's ru- running away from who she was. Running away from the pack, yeah, and that's important with Arya. This wolf pack sort of you know terminology that was used, and she returned to Winterfell after seeing Nymeria and all of that sort of stuff about you know the pack survives. You know, it's a very important thing. Ned says to Sansa and to Arya, you know, <clears throat> a lone wolf. You know, doesn't make it, but a pack survives. So that is interesting. <laughs> Does he say yeah. it like that? For Quite a lot of impact. Pacifies. <laughs> John, what do you think about that theory, mate? What do you think? Um, I reckon uh, we'll see Nymeria and the wolves uh, yes. just appear and go, we're going to save you now for some reason. And everyone's like, yay. So they get involved in the battle. Um Nymeria dies, obviously, because this show just loves killing off direwolves. Budget um, reasons. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but not this time, because uh, Nymeria gets raised, you know? What? As a, as a, as a, an undead direwolf. Direwolf. Um, and that is what Arya's running from. Yeah, that's interesting. So the theory, John, that's, that's a very good segue into this next theory that I'm going to bring to the table about the Battle of Winterfell, and that is simply that uh, that scene where Arya is running is rumoured to be, and there's a lot of theories buzzing around the internet at the moment, there's nothing confirmed, it's obviously been very tight, this is all conjecture, but it is rumoured that Arya is actually abandoned or thought to be dead. Everyone has fled Winterfell at this point. Uh, The Whites have invaded. She is running for her life. She gets to the yard, the Winterfell yard, and out of nowhere, the wolf pack led by Nymeria, attacks, saves her and gets her out of there. At which point Nymeria is killed, Arya escapes and re, you know, meets up with everyone else again south, down by the Trident. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's plausible. Um, and knowing this show, they just plausible. love it, don't they? Oh, very Ooh. good. Plausible. Will yeah. Ghost be involved, do we think? Because we were just discussing, me and John, before we started recording, where is Ghost? Will he ever be seen again? He should be seen again. The The, the rumours are <laughs> that he's going to feature He's going to feature heavily in season eight. Well, I heard rumours uh, that he would never be on screen again. That's mental. <laughs> I mean, they can't just not show him again. No, they'll just have John going like, oh, go go on, Ghost. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get him, lad. Get him. And we'll just see John's reaction to it. No, we'll just hear it. We'll just hear it, like, in the background, closing in on John's face. Just a big guy. Not John, our podcaster, John, John Snow. Just a big guy just run past very quickly with, like, just a costume. In a onesie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was there. He was there. How are they spending that much on the dragons, but they can't do some fucking dogs, man? There's some dogs literally there. Dogs. 
big dog. So you anyway. like that theory, guys, that basically Nymeria is going to be involved in this battle. Yeah, they'll definitely be involved. I don't like the theory of another direwolf being killed, but it's going to happen, mm. isn't it? Yeah, I, I think Ghost might be the only one that survives. Um, I don't I just... think Ghost will survive if John dies, because I think John's going to die. Spoiler warning. Jesus, man. We'll get on to that in a minute, Lucy. We're for our <laughs> next topic, which is who John is going dying. to die in the Battle of Winterfell? Because obviously we know that key characters, and it's been heavily chatted about by the showrunners. It's been heavily chatted about by the cast themselves. There's going to be a lot of deaths this season. Um, the problem is that deaths at this stage of the story, do not mean permadeath. It just means you get resurrected as a white, which is oh even more God, terrifying for a lot of our cast it's, members. That is permadeath. It is like, permadeath, but, I mean, it's just it's just like, it's terrifying as a fact, you know, terrifying as a thought for some of these I'm, characters. I don't think I'm ready. I'm not ready for it. Like, the thought of of any of them, you know. Well, like I've Jamie heard horrible rumours about well. us seeing um, zombie Hodor. Can you imagine? Well, I think that's certain. Um, certain I think it's certain uh, to have that emotional impact of oh the God. door episode in season 6 and not to see him again as a white I think is a missed opportunity from the show what um, if he kills Bran he's such a beloved character to not see him as a white I think would be a travesty and I know it's, it's dark and it's horrible but it's stupid not to see him again yeah who do we think is going to actually die in this battle, guys? Uh, I know that we've rumoured that Danny potentially will not be at the battle at all. Um, but we know John will be there. We know Jamie's there for a fact. We know that Jorah, uh, we know Missande, Varys, Samwell, Gilly, uh, loads of these cats, Grey Worm. Are they fighting? They're, no, but they're in the crypts. There's right. shots of them in the crypts I was gonna say, in the trailer. So fighting we know with one that another. Ev- yeah, well, <laughs> no who reason. do we think... Just bickering down there, just being yeah. useless. Um, who do we think is going to die? Honestly, uh, Grey Worm, Sajora. No, I think Sej- I think Sajora and Grey Worm are certain. Um, I think there's certain death. Yeah, we'll get on to why Jorah's not going to die later on. Okay, I think, I think we could lose. I think we could lose Jamie. No, I think Jamie's gone. I no. think Jamie's gone. No, how? <laughs> I, I, think... I don't know. <laughs> I can't deal with it. He, you know what? He's gonna he's gonna die saving like Tyrion or any of the Starks. Jamie is a very interesting character because he finally, finally, man, has the opportunity to fulfil the book character that he is becoming in the books. I mean, in the books, obviously, we're only up to Winds of Winter, which isn't even released yet, as we've said. But in the books, he is far more dismissive of Cersei, even at the point seasons ago. So he, the fact that he's finally, you know, left and he's doing his own thing, fighting for the Starks, fighting for the living is very important. I do think that this is his last moment. So you think Jamie's going to die at um, Winterfell? Yes. Is he still going to have killed Kirsty? Cur- uh, is he still going to have killed <laughs> Cersei by then? <laughs> Kirsty Lannister. So do you let's think talk he, about Do you think this, the Valonqar yeah. um, prophecy yeah. will be fulfilled via him or via Tyrion if he's going to die in episode three? So is Cersei going to already be dead? Good question. I'm a big fan. But and anyone listening just who doesn't understand the Valonqar theory or doesn't know about the Valonqar theory, it's from the books. It is said that when Cersei visits Maggie the Frog, she is told that the Valonqar, you know, her, her brother... That is in the show as well. It's just not... I don't think it's yeah, explicit it, that no, that could no, be No, no, it's Jamie. not in the show. That, that Valonqar theory is not in the show. They stop it before it gets to that part of the theory. It's only in the book. <laughs> Valonqar oh, really? means... Valonqar means younger sibling. Younger sibling, mm. yeah. yeah. It is said that the younger sibling will 
kill her. Now, the interesting thing about that is we've always been a fan of the fact that that would be Jamie because he's the younger twin, they're twins, and it would be quite poetic if it was him, someone that loved her so much but it's, throughout most of his life, did kill her. It's worth pointing out, though, as well, that obviously she, one of the driving cornerstones of her as a character is that she believes that theory, but yes. she believes that to be Tyrion. She does. Who is Incessant, clearly she, yeah, Obsessively believes Tyrion. it is Tyrion obsessively and we've always been against that right all of us have been against the fact that it'll be Tyrion that kills her yeah so you're right in a way uh loose how about the fact that jamie is a white yes. and then no. kills her yes 100 oh, percent. listen to that as a theory so he's killed at the battle of winterfell he becomes a white and then he when they overrun king's landing which we believe will potentially happen uh he kills her i think that's a really nah. i don't like that i think that's cheesy no, I think it'd be funny. I think but... it's cheesy. Yeah, but that's not meant to be. It's not meant to be funny. Like an actor of well, his me, kind of hilarious. talent to be all made up of a zombie <laughs> and then just wandering in and somehow getting to her and killing her before the mountain. Like mm. it's it's dumb. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Look, I think she'll probably see it as Jamie. I don't necessarily think that. I mean, look, we've said before. Um, if Arya ends up abandoned at Winterfell amongst yeah. loads of dead bodies, then uh, I'd assume that she'll come across uh, a dead Jamie or a dying Jamie and just take his face, yeah. I guess. But Yeah, um, interesting. That's a better idea. <clears throat> I, 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 That's I, good I, 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 don't, I don't see... I don't want him to die. Yeah, and Jamie will be like, look, I'm about to die, take my face. And he'll be like, What's going on? why yeah. is it so on the nose? Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, so, don't yeah. take the nose. Take my strong hand. Everything but the nose. You're not Jamie. Um, You've got no nose. Well, this is... How do you smell? (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Jesus, man. Actually, this is a point. um, Because if I remember correctly, this Valencar theory, there's a line in it that says um, the Valencar will close his hands. Around your throat. Plural. Plural hands. Plural hands. And Jamie's only got one hand. Correct. But... Well, um, he has a golden hand. He has mm. a golden hand. How are you going to close However, that? You can't close that. You just I, pin I her has... down with that and then strangle the other one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How are we going into the physics of that, so much about this? <laughs> Jesus. How to complete... <laughs> anyway, Arya has got two hands and could potentially yeah. have Jamie's face minus his nose. Yeah, minus his nose because he <laughs> didn't want to lose that. Um, he can I have like a golden nose. I think that's a bit mad, but let's just think about the, the thought process of Arya there. She's running for her life from Winterfell. She's like, oh, I've still got Cersei on my list. <laughs> Clearly, what she's seen, you're saying that hasn't affected her to the point where she's like, fuck all this Cersei list shit. I've just got to save the living. Do you know what I mean? Why, mm. why is she still going south and then killing Cersei? It doesn't well, make any sense Maybe Jamie doesn't die at ba- the Battle of Winterfell. Well, maybe, Ever yeah. Ever think but- of that? What what are your thoughts about if okay so there has to be I think one of these two characters has to die I think Jamie or Brienne has to die so do you think that Jamie sees Brienne die or do you think that Brienne sees Jamie die I think Jamie probably dies protecting Brienne Ugh. I think they both die protecting one another Ugh. this is going to be oh, horrible lovely, I think John. they both survive uh, any other major deaths though seriously because we we <gasps> I've ha- just had a thought oh, I've just God, had a little don't, thought dangerous no about Brienne how much this is from from the book mm. um, rather than than the show. But yeah. how much do they go on about how 
Brienne has bright blue eyes that are the Ooh. only beautiful part of her. They talk about like the Isle of Tarth, the Sapphire, Sapphire Isle, where right. she's from. However, what color eyes do the Whites have? Yeah, very blue. So Green. It could be a time where they're like, at least her eyes were still blue. Ooh, I have to say, I like that, Gareth. Yeah. I like I like that a lot. Like Jamie, a, a Jamie chapter mm. where he's like her eyes still glinted, like the like the sapphires of of the Isle of, of Tarth. Exactly. Jesus, right. I mean that oh is that's very good. Um, I, and I'm actually I'm actually shipping that theory right now. That's my new favorite theory. Uh, Thank you. Je- Brienne dies at the Battle of Winterfell. Jamie sees it as he's fleeing. He says something about her eyes in the monologue. Guys, thoughts? No. Not in the show. Yeah. But yeah. I, no, I but, think but the book. Def- book. It, yeah, it could work in the book, definitely. I yeah. think I think that's very strong. I think that's very strong. And George, if you are listening, there's still time to add it. <laughs> we will so. help you finish oh, I better the go back and change that bit. Oh. <laughs> the Australian. That's what yeah. he sounds like. Yeah, I didn't realise he was here. Yeah. Very good. Guys, I just want to know if you've got any other major deaths, any other major deaths that you think will happen. Maybe Pod, um, not major, but... No, I think that'd be major. But no, Pod is obviously, he's a secret character. I'm not having it that he's just this random guy. Yes. He's, he's mm. just got a big dick. That's his secret. No. <laughs> look, all right. I mean, that's not, not secret, secret anymore, Everyone knows. But, <laughs> no, yeah. I know, but that's Come on, like... leave him and his magic cock alone. <laughs> he's like a dog with two dicks. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? If Jamie's dead, then Bron's got to die, surely. Bron as well. Maybe. He won't be there. Uh, well, can we come on to this uh, next popular theory about the about the Battle of Winterfell, which is we've seen heavily featured in the first trailer, the Golden Company, which we had the idea of and Cersei mentioning in the end of season seven. She said that she sent yes. Euron to ship the Golden Company over. The Golden Company are the most prestigious of mercenary sellswords. Prestigious. Prestigious. From <laughs> Essos, the other continent where Danny originally started. Um, we know they're coming over for as a fact. She's got the support of the Iron Bank. She has the money. Do you think that, and there are heavy rumours, that as the Battle of Winterfell is taking place, mm-hmm. Cersei marches the Golden Company north, uh, and they are led by Bronn uh, as one of the main generals, and mm-hmm. they encircle Winterfell as this battle is happening. Thoughts? Why would they do that? Because Cersei said, let them fight amongst themselves, that the the North battle the dead, and they will clean up after it. And the thought is that that they are led north, and that is what's going to happen. And not only that, they're going to be massively defeated, and then you're going to have armoured 10,000 men minimum, whites, marching down towards King's Landing. King's Landing rather than watch up to Winterfell I'm just to take saying over ruins. What the rumours are, Lucy. I'm not, I'm, that's why we're here. We're discussing. Yeah, but, okay, well, I'm Let discussing it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> then my thoughts of that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, uh, we've already had one battle, you know, a season and a bit ago where this mystery army that has been piding for fucking six seasons decides to get involved in the Battle of the Bastards. Correct, if that Aaron's, happens again, which, yeah. um, that would just be... I think that would be a bit shit, to be honest. Yeah. Um, well, that uh, is a well-reasoned <clears throat> riposte to this theory. Not that not Lucy's one of... It doesn't, make any se- it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. I, if they were going up there to get involved and to actually contribute, like, you know, like the elves in Two Towers, then oh, I would word. understand that Imagine a bit that. more. 
But to go up there once the battle is won and the dead are like the dead are marching south, so are they going to meet in the middle? Like, what would the plan be? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, we're about to lose. Oh, but wait, the Golden Company of Elves are here! Yay! <laughs> no, led by Gerald Hightower, um, who is definitely going to be in this season. By the way, for any book uh, readers listening to this, Gerald Hightower is pretty much almost confirmed in those trailers. So. It's going to be extremely interesting what goes on with the Golden Company. You're right; they might still be down at King's Landing. I like. Why the do you idea think they would march up to Winterfell then? Like, what's the reasoning behind that in your mind? It feels so a very Cersei move. She thinks they're going to wipe each other out, and she'll go and pick the carcass, which is essentially she's you know she's playing the game extremely well. You are right; a safer move is to move them to King's Landing. But she's legitimately said, even at the end of season seven, that she wants them to fight amongst themselves, and then they'll move in. That is essentially her words to Jamie. I think uh, an ambush is is likely. I just yes, uh, but it doesn't make sense to get them involved in that battle. I no. feel like uh, like you'd pick the bones of the aftermath. Yes. Um, but not necessarily, you wouldn't go, all right, well, this is a shit show. Let's just jump straight into the middle of that. That That's suicide. No, I know. Because I agree, the dead, I agree with you. the dead are going to come south, presumably, or mm. the victors, well, yeah. whoever, whoever, the victors are going to come south. So you sending your army up there when you have to use provision stuff. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense and there's to still, me. And there's still a southern army as well, right? regardless of the gold yes. company. Yeah, their nice gold no, armor's not going to do much good. Like they shouldn't be fighting in those conditions. Exactly. So yeah. it would be a tactical blunder. Uh, yeah. And and if and if they're being if they're being led by Bron, then that doesn't feel like something that he would do. Although I don't think they will be led by him. I think he'll just leg it. To be honest. Yeah, and and don't forget that Cersei still has some Lannister forces. Like they were wiped out at the uh, Battle of the Loot Train in the Spoils of War episode, but they weren't completely decimated. Um. She probably still has a few thousand men that could still, still find guard them. King's Landing. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. I mean, this this Battle of Winterfell, you know, the rumours are, not the rumours, but the promotional material and everything that we believe is, we've always believed as a group, because we always talk about this as a group of people, our, our podcast group, we've believed that the final battle would happen at King's Landing. Um, that has been the prophecies. We've seen Danny seeing the Iron Throne covered in ash or snow, mm. not confirmed in either way. Um, and that has always been our thought. The The rumours are that episode five will be another massive battle down at King's Landing, and that will be the final battle. Yeah. And episode six will prove as some sort of epilogue. But what, now, that, what that means yeah. as well is basically that Winterfell has to fall. It has to fall. I I, I think this it aftermath fall, trailer surely. proves that it's going to go. Mm. I honestly do think that Winterfell is not going to survive this war. I mean, if not it survives, then it's only because the and Night King has been destroyed, and that's not going to happen. Well. Mm. The name Winter mm. Winterfell. Uh, you know, in, you know, the Age of Heroes series is coming out months and months and months after this show is finished. <laughs> but you know, that will shed more light on Winterfell and why it got its name. It was rumored that it's one of the major battle scenes of. The Long Night, which happened 8,000 years before these events. Mm. Um, and that is how Winterfell got its name. It's never really fallen to, the, to this enemy before. And it is a very strong chance that it actually will um, I think in this to. show, which is which is a horrible thought because obviously we love the Starks. We love Winterfell. It's our favourite place easily. Um, it looks like it's going to go. It looks like it is mm. the end for Winterfell. You know, it looks like it's the end for a lot of our characters actually in this yeah. battle. 
I, I mean, talking about Jorah, John, I, um, you were certain that he might not die. He, he might survive. I'm curious of that thought because I think characters like him and Grey Worm, for example, are certain death. So Grey Worm's, uh, he's going to die. Um, but uh, no, so Jorah's going to, he's going to be the, like the father, the stepfather, the foster father of Danny and John's baby because they're both definitely dead. Very interesting. Well, Dad, Jorah is like Davos. Jaharis' yeah, father. Exactly yeah. that. But Davos will be. Davos for no, is a for no reason. He's a Davos. Oh, yeah, Davos. He'll die. Actually, uh, maybe not. Well, he's no. not a fighter. He'll as be in as, the cellar. As long as before he dies, he's like, I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone listening for the first time, uh, a famous theory that we've had amongst us as a group of th- friends just joking around for a long time is that uh, Davos is actually John's dad. Clearly, we know that's not true now because we know it's Ray Targaryen. D plus Targaryen. L equals J. D plus L equals J. So somehow Davos <laughs> impregnated Lyanna and that is what happened. To the power of four. <laughs> Any other major deaths at the Battle of Winterfell before we move on? The Hound. I think the gang from Beyond the Wall. No, no we no. need the game Quite right. Before we move on to the next group of theories, which we call crazy book theories, and we're all going to chime in with our own separate theories about how we think some of the book prophecies might be fulfilled and how we think the series will end as a whole, it's time for a quick advert. Kill the boy, Jon Snow. Winter is almost upon us. Kill the boy. And let the man be born. Hello, lovely listeners of Bastards and Broken Things, or Fan Critical, whatever tickles your fancy. We're here with another advert, and we're going to showcase our latest podcasts to you right now. We have a few things coming up in the next couple of weeks that are going to blow your minds. Oh, wow. Yeah, very good, Gareth. Thank you for that. First of all, just want to say, Game of Thrones is bloody back next week. It's the season eight premiere, the final season. It's going to be amazing. Unfortunately, your trusted host, Len, will not be here. I'm going yeah! to be hanging. I hope, I hope our favourite one, Gaz, does it instead. Unfortunately, he's also not going to be here. Oh my God, well, I won't <laughs> even listen then. Uh, very good. I'm handing the reins over to the most negative but um, burly member of the group, John. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> John is going to be leading the girls, um, you know, Lucy and Emma, through the long night to uh, salvation in mine and Gareth's absence. So I'm going to leave, you know, the podcast in his trusty hands, but that will be out. Tiny hands. Very tiny, tiny, very small. small. It is ridiculous how small his hands are. Unbelievably, Pet Cemetery, the Stephen King classic, has Mm. been remade. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Fan Critical and Bastards and Broken Things are part of a larger podcasting family. And one of our podcasts, Castle Rock Critical, covers all Stephen King material, one of which that we have covered is Pet Cemetery, which is hilarious, a comedy from the 1980s. I know me, John and Emma covered it, and it was hilarious. However, this remake is meant to be brilliant, and we are covering it in the next week or so. Me Who's and Gareth, in that one? Me and Gareth, actually. Oh, wow. well, it's an Australian double team. Yeah. I'm not Australian, I'm very British, so is Gareth. We're just here, we're going to watch it here, we're going to talk about it here. John might also chime in with his thoughts. We also have the worst of Netflix, our new podcasting series. Oh my god, that's my favourite. Where Gareth and John try to find the worst films possible on 
Netflix, they've already covered Leo the Lion. Mm, Left Behind boo. is already out now. Boo. And not only that, there will be another one in about a week or so's time. It's going to be <laughs> hilarious. Please check it out. If you want to hear something where you don't even have to watch the film, but you want to just experience what podcasting on the world's worst films are, this is a great podcast to listen to. We watch them so that you don't have to. Exactly. And that should be the tagline. Yeah. And I think we should put well, that on all of the promotional materials. 100%. For anyone who wants to sponsor us further, you can sponsor us via our Patreon, which we launched a few weeks ago. And I have to say, we are overwhelmed by the support that you guys are giving us at the moment. If you would like to sponsor us on Patreon, all you have to do is go to www.patreon.com forward slash fancritical. And in there, there are several tiers where you can help us uh, basically provide more content for yourselves. The main piece of content that you get at the base level of sponsorship is Cast It, which is where we recast famous films with new actors pretty much to hilarious results every time because we never really take it seriously. We just do it what we think is funny. Um, so if you like the idea of cast it there are some on our channel now which you can check out if you like that idea and you want to get three of those per month please do sponsor us not only that you commission a podcast there's a tier in which you can appear as a guest on a podcast there are multiple options and we really do appreciate your support and if you do want to support us on patreon like these two legends have you get a little shout out so i just want to say thank you to jesse schwartz thank you very much jesse i know you love the game of thrones content that we're doing at the moment uh, and thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And not only that, Ben Hansen, you're a fucking legend too. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. I want to say the money that you give us helps us produce extra content and also increases uh, the level of quality of our Game of Thrones content. Absolute legends. Thank you very much, Jesse. Thank you very much, Ben. Right now, though, it's time to jump back into some theories. Hmm. 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 I've a tender spot in my heart for cripples, bastards and broken things. Yes. It's time to head back to the crazy theories. And some of these we mentioned in our previous podcast almost years ago now, um, as I mentioned before. However, this time I'm going to kick it off with John, who has an interesting theory about Tyrion Lannister. John, I'm going to pass it over to you. Tell us your theory, and then we will discuss the merits and um, non-merits of such a theory. So I think he's he's made a deal. Um he is with Cersei you mean yep so he's made it alright fucking hell you're reading my notes um he's made it (laughs) okay (laughs) didn't need to know there so we'll move on um (laughs) so uh she he's (laughs) so he's made a deal he hasn't honestly Um, I'm with him I know he's not looking so (laughs) not looking at that so Tyrion's made a deal with uh with Cersei um and also I think with Varys, um, I Jesus. think they have major concerns over a Targaryen uh, being on the throne. Um, mm. So I think oh, yeah. that Tyrion has colluded um, with Cersei. I think he's going to get caught out um, and he's going to be executed. Oh and gosh. everyone, he's going to be executed with dragon fire as well. And Fucking hell. Everyone is going to go into meltdown, and that'll be episode five. Oh my God. Specifically, him. Episode five. That'll be He's episode really five. Meltdown, isn't he? Oh. Um, so, so there you go. That that will happen. Um, mm. And uh, I'll be on YouTube the next day, Googling people's tears, because uh, I love that. Can, can I forewarn the listeners that, unfortunately, 
John does have some kind of, uh, I don't want to say the green sight or the green seeing ability, but he is able to foresee things that others aren't. Um, in I've the made Walking some Dead weird podcast that we do, yeah. and please do check that out, he has guessed the deaths of several major characters before uh, they've you know, happened. And some of them, I have to say, are bewildering. Um, so either he's got some really good spoiler sight yeah. that he's not letting us in on, or he genuinely has the ability to predict things. But his track record with Game of Thrones isn't that good. No, not not very good at all, actually. What do you um, mean? Why? No. What What have you predicted? You thought Jon Snow was definitely dead at the end of season five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> yes, oh, and he you is. Were he is dead. That Davos was Jon's dad. That's true as well. To be fair. Well, um, and you're saying that he isn't. So, so John, your theory about Tyrion. Uh, let's get it back to sensible chat is a good one um for several reasons i and we all did recently we watched season seven for our season seven recap that scene where he's talking to cersei and convinces her to send the armies north which is what she tells you know the allies she's going to do um does cut off very abruptly that scene and we don't actually see him bargain with her however cersei doesn't actually fulfill her promise she doesn't send the armies north. So it's an interesting one. No, but she, she doesn't send the armies north because that's what she's been told to do. But, but, well, very, very interesting. John. John. Very interesting. Go on. What, I, 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 I think this theory is um, a, a really intriguing one. Why? What makes you convinced that Tyrion's going to get caught out, though? Because mm. I, I could almost see it being just as likely that he betrays Danny, and that's what fucks her up in the end. Mm. And he's like, I'm sorry, I had to do it. Um, because Bran will just awkwardly go, yeah. that little that little fella over there's uh, done some stuff. <laughs> um, and he's oh. going to be like, why are you saying that? Why, you, you know, just to say my name. You know, you know who I am. You've met me before. Why are you calling me a little fella? Um, and yeah. then little finger will turn up. That'd be mad, wouldn't it? Zombie As a white. Finger. Yeah. Um, so probably something like that. Um, he might leave his notes on a particularly high table. Um, who knows? Um, but uh, he's he going to get caught bit? out. <laughs> well, no, cause he had a little ladder. He carries a little ladder with him. Um, that's what he says. He goes, this le- this ladder is chaos. That is a, a very famous <laughs> quote in the series. Because um, he's always leaving it places and people are tripping up over it. And it's like, fucking hell, mate. Um, so there you go. So so that's what happens. Um, and that's definitely happening, unfortunately. I like Tyrion as well. That's going to be uh, heartbreaking. I just don't think, and John, I know that you were disappointed in, in Tyrion's development in season seven. And you felt that he was one of the weakest characters in that season. Mainly because he fucked up in so many major battles. Mm. Uh, and his... You know the way that he's portrayed in that season is actually pretty shit. Like he doesn't actually really do anything, yeah. and Danny really doesn't ever heed his counsel. Like even when he's like, "Don't go on your dragons to rescue John beyond the wall," she does do that. Um, and even Elena says to him, "She's she's known many smart men, and they're all dead." You know, mm. so it it's interesting. He's lost control. Count- he's lost control. What I will say is, Peter Dinklage is obviously a massive fan favorite. The show have whitewashed him in terms of the character that he is in the books. I think the book character of Tyrion is far superior. Um, much more complicated character. 
book Tyrion, I 100% agree with you, could do what you are saying. I, I, I see it clear as day. Because book Tyrion is smart. He's also done some terrible, terrible things, which the show has never let him do. Killing people at a whim because, you know, they looked at Shay in some way, for example, back in the past and other things like that. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. No, seriously, seriously, that was completely whitewashed by the show. And he's a whitewashed character. Um, I can't see show Tyrion doing that. I can't see it. Even if George has intended for that to be the actual thing that Tyrion does, I do not see that being what happens in this show. I think that's a major difference that's going to happen. Um, but I really do like the theory that he... Because he does have concerns. He has major concerns about Danny. Varys also has major concerns about Danny. So I do like that part of the theory. I just well, look, don't think they'll follow through with it in the show. Do you think they want... So you're talking about um, Tyrion and Varys colluding against Daenerys for the good of the realm. Do yeah. they think it'd be better with Cersei on, on the throne? Because the whole reason no. they defected to Cersei... <clears throat> I'm sorry, they defected from Cersei to Daenerys is because of how the wheel, as they call it, was crushing um, the common people. So they don't want Daenerys on the throne. Fair. Okay, I can see that. But who do you think they are gearing towards putting on the throne? Or John. will it become a republic? John. John. I mean... John's a bit dumb though, don't you think? Well, oh, do you mean Jon Snow? No, he's fine. I mean, jo- <laughs> who? Uh, both Johns lack intelligence. Uh, but in all seriousness, <laughs> dumb. It's not Hodor. Jesus man. Christ, man. Um, I would say this: that um, when John finds out his true lineage, which I imagine to be before episode three, which is the Battle of Winterfell, there's a lot of scenes in the trailer where you kind of get the sense that. Danny and John have been informed of his Targaryen heritage. There's also strong rumours that John will ride a dragon in episode two. Which in, 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 mm, not that way, John. He's already, already done, done that it. one. Uh, <laughs> um, so when that is, when that gets found out by Tyrion and by Varys, John, I think your your theory has more weight to it because I think people genuinely look at John and think he is the perfect leader. Um, and he does seem that way. He rules justly. He hanged people at the Night's Watch who betrayed him. He, he, he you know, he swings the own the the, the, the person who passes ways. the sentence. <laughs> yeah, That's good. what I like about the it. person who passes the sentence should swing the sword. He was always grown up and um, grown up with that method that Ned taught him to to do. Um, so I do think that he he is the perfect leader. Mm. I think Danny and I said this when we if you listen back to our season seven um, recaps of Game of Thrones, I asked you guys all the time, do you think Danny has gone too far here? Do you think Danny, and they're teeing up Danny to just teeter on the brink of insanity? And we did discuss this multiple times. And we said, look, look, she's not going to really go over the edge. She's going to be sort of pulled back from it. Mm. Um, do you still think that? Because she clearly has tendencies within her to be that Targaryen that that, that Targaryen man it's like burning Dickon and Randall alive <laughs> back to Dickon again um was crazy and but Tyrion hated that yeah mm. he wasn't a fan if you want people to respect you you can't you have to stick to your word and as horrible as it was I'm not sure if she had a choice if she backed down then everyone would know that that she could be messed with 
Mm. So in that, but the thing is, the thing is about instance, that. They they go to you know Tyrion says to to Varys he says Varys 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 it Varys um, <laughs> he he says he says to him he, she gave him a choice and Varys Varys goes you didn't give him a choice you, you didn't give him a choice you gave him death or follow me that's not a fucking choice that isn't a choice you know you can't say death is one of the options that mm. that doesn't make it legitimate choice. What were the you options know, again? <laughs> Same every time. Um, alive. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. If don't know wasn't don't an know. option. If don't know wasn't an option, will what you, would you go will for? Will you follow me? Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what the question was? No. <laughs> Under weaknesses, you've put dragonfire. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do think good. she listens to reason though at times but to be fair she was listening to Tyrion's counsel and it all went quite badly so I don't blame her really for doing what she had to do I think I agree with the idea that maybe she she could waver on insanity but I don't think we've truly seen that recklessness and cruelty from her yet that is no. worrying though that you yes. look at someone and go they're wavering with insanity but I, oh, I don't, know. I don't well, think I think it's compared to Game of Thrones standards. <clears throat> yeah. It's hinted at though, isn't it? Like, you know, the her madness and the the madness of Targaryens. What they used to say, what do they say? The flip of a coin. Yeah. When a Targaryen is born, a Targaryen ruler is born on a flip of the coin. We'll say what they are. Mad or fucking nice, and it was always that way. <laughs> Mad or fucking, fucking nice. Yes. <laughs> say that in front and of And good looking sometimes. Aegon so. the fucking nice. <laughs> Maegor the fucking nice. That'll be John. Yeah. John or Aegon the fucking nice, fourth of his name. Yeah. Clueless. Gareth, uh, now John has given us his Tyrion theory, which I thought was an excellent theory and something that the show alluded to slightly. Um, So thank you for that, John. Gareth, what's your major theory that you're going to bring from books and show realms to sort of add to the table? Well, I think. The small council. I think this is. uh, this, This does blend the two quite nicely mm, um blendy mm, the the book and and show um put him in a blend. blender <laughs> and this <laughs> is <laughs> what is it all right are we finished with blender noises <laughs> clegane <laughs> blend sponsored by johnny white walker this is the theory that um the night king yeah is a stark yeah okay and the the reasons for that being likely... He's reading it as we go, go on. <laughs> are, there's always been that saying, there must always be a Stark in winter. Correct, that right? is a saying. And that that maybe that, that saying has a lot more meaning behind it than we think. It's not just a, it's not just a catchy phrase. phrase yeah. it's, it's, it's not a Lannister's always plays his debts, is it? Mm. Always pays his debts. <laughs> always pays his debts, is it? Yeah, <laughs> not that, that's wrong. Walker. Yeah. Oh, Lannisters have lost all their money in the casino again. <laughs> the Plannisters. Um... <laughs> oh my god! So instead, hey. instead of it being, <laughs> have you uh, you paid your rent? Nah, I'm gonna uh, play it. Gonna play it instead. Play it again, sir. Why are you doing that? Because that's what I do. <laughs> so Go on. instead of it being a um a catchphrase mm. or a saying it's actually an instruction yes it's a yeah. it's a rule yeah there I like, must I love that always theory. be one 
and that the fact that there hadn't been one is maybe one of the reasons well. that the White Walkers moved. Mm. Got on the move. We famously moved. did say moved. <laughs> oh, there's a new neighbourhood. Do you want to move there? I was yeah. going to say walked, but then I was like, you can't say white. The Lannisters are selling That's their stupid. house. The Lannisters. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> They've gambled it all away. No, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but I, I genuinely really like that theory, Gareth. And, and I want to say that in our previous theory. Um, podcast from season seven where we did a wrap up as well we did go into detail about the night king mm. the white walkers the the fact that there might be a treaty that was made between the first men and the white walkers that said the wall's going to be built yeah. um, we'll never raid north you never raid south yeah. um, and something was broken if you want to hear more on that theory please do go check out our previous theory podcast because it's very detailed i don't want to go into it all here there's lots of sort of intricate details that could relate to that theory however a stark always being in winterfell is extremely important and that is part of that theory yeah um i think i think without without going into detail about um about the theory of the wall and and um the history of the white walkers what's probably important is is to consider the fact that george rr R. martin doesn't write black and white Correct. In terms of character, correct. There's, there's, there's always greys. There's always something in between. There's always a, um, there's, there's always something that is very human about his characters, and it would seem strange if the White Walkers didn't fit that pattern. And so a lot of this comes down to what is their motivation? Yeah. Because it's unlikely, it's unlikely that they are just in it to come and cause havoc and destroy humans like that's that's that that would be a strange mm. yeah way for for martin to write right he doesn't write absolutely martin yeah he he george uh germ <laughs> he basically has always said that tolkien he loves tolkien he loves lord of the rings it's a massive inspiration for what he does but he always found the characters to be too good or too evil like there was no Boromir. grayness about them which you are correct and when you look at game of <laughs> When you look at Game of Thrones, you read the book, especially when you read the books, but when you even watch it as a show, you you have a character like Jamie, for example. And Jamie is the character that I refer to uh, whenever I say you need to read these books or you need to watch this show because it's amazing what he is able to do with that character. From the first episode and the first book, he pushes Bran out of a window and says, the things I do for love, mm-hmm. right? And cool by guy. the point where you, yeah, and by the point you get to, you know, even the third book, he's a hero in your eyes. He is someone who you mm. love when he saves and favour. That is amazing. And 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 that is an incredible turnaround for a character. He pushed one of your favourite characters, one of the Starks, out the window. He essentially was one of the major, you know, catalysts in the War of the Five Kings, and yet you love him to an extent, by the end of that book. And that is what George does so well, which is why the theory about the White Walkers being absolute evil is, I think, ludicrous. So I think you're onto something there, Gareth, that there is more to these this other race of beings that we don't fully understand. Mm. And I don't know, yep. John and Lucy, I don't know what you think, but do well, you think we'll hear them talk in this season? Do you think we'll hear them 
do you do you think <laughs> we'll get some, some some more? I don't know, just some perspective on what they want well, to achieve. If he's I just see, like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just down yeah. here because I told you, I told you <laughs> all. I said we've got to have at least one Stark in Winterfell, <laughs> and look at this, we ain't had none for bleeding years. I think there's definitely something in the um, there must always be a Stark at, at Winterfell. Um, I think that's probably going to play into the books more. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't mm. think we're going to get a kind of direct answer to that in the show, which is uh, which, uh, it's a shame because I think yeah. that is going to be quite interesting. But that uh, that to me is veering toward the the magical element that I think they've ignored in the show a little bit. I don't think it's a that mm-hmm. the, the wall is magical. It's just fucking massive. So, like in the show, whereas in the book yes. it is, you know, Brand yeah, the Builder, yeah. as well as being very good at construction, uh, is is a magic man. Quite good at spells. Magic too. man. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely something in that, and I'm I'm massively keen to find out what don't, it is. Don't you think as well? Like, if Brand the Builder was a magic man, like, wouldn't you name him after the magic thing, like rather <laughs> than the building bit? <laughs> it's like, yes. oh yeah, this magic. is this is. This is Michael the the shoe shiner. It's like, well, is he a shoe shiner or did he like play basketball at an elite level? Like, oh yeah, we'll call him Michael the basketballer then. Like, you'd pick something that's slightly more impressive. Depends how good he is at shining shoes. Oh, look, it's that magical shoe shiner. (laughs) Away from shoe shining for a second, we will come back to it in a minute. Um, (laughs) Do you think? I like the idea of you know the theory of there must always be a Stark in Winterfell. Do we think if the Night King is within Winterfell that it can't really fall because there is a Stark in Winterfell and that will keep it intact in some way because the prophecy, well, not prophecy, but the saying is fulfilled. That's that's interesting. Um, so we all believe that the Night King maybe was a Stark. I, I think mean, we it, did it must see... be because he was a Northern King and we, well, we did the see OGs. the scene in which he became the Night King, which mm. is pretty much all confirmed in, um, it was... I think it was season six, wasn't it? Um, where they had the guy tied to the tree and the children of the forest used a piece of obsidian or dragon glass into his heart, pierced his heart with the obsidian and turned him into a a white walker. They should have just um, killed him. Why did they use dragon glass? Well, that's, no, they were turning him into a weapon, spe- weren't they? They turned oh, him into a weapon to, to defeat the first men and then that weapon yeah. got out of hand and they oh, realised, yeah, yeah. oh shit, we need to, we need like to get weapons. the first men on side. Well, there you go. Very true. Um that's interesting. There's also the theory, and, I'm, I, and I, I don't lead any credence to this theory, which is, um, lend any credence to this theory, which is the fact that um, Bran <laughs> is the Night King. Um, nah, thoughts I like quickly it. on that. Too much I time hate travel. It. I hate madness. it so much. I yeah, hate it so I don't much. Think so. I think there's a link between them for sure, but not because they're the same person, Bran, the same entity. Bran is the hero. Like, you look at the direwolves. So you got. John's direwolf is ghost, and John's a ghost. He's come back from the dead. He's a ghost. Mm-hmm. Like Brand's direwolf is summer. He is summer. Like he he yes. is the aftermath. Like he he's going to be the hero. He's he's going to be the one that stops it all. Mm. Like um, Nymeria. So if, uh, yeah, like the the warrior, uh, the uh, Arya's direwolf. You know, um, Nymeria uh, named named after Nymeria who's the Dornish princess that kind of led this uh, rebellion or whatever yeah. it was. And you could yeah. see, are oh, you doing that in King's Landing, you know, leading the people against Cersei and that's how that could go. Um, yeah. 
yeah, and you've got Lady, Lady being executed in season one, and that was the Lady side of Sansa. That was her abandoning that kind of uh, princessy dream. side of her. Mm. Yeah, that dream, that Growing kind of up. idealistic thing. So I, uh, I, that's why I don't buy into the whole Bran is a Night King. And, and if they try and spin it that way, I, I prefer it to be him inadvertently um, causing a ripple effect in history with the... You know, burn yes. them all and the... Burn them all. You know, oh, yeah. come on, hold that door. Uh, hold, hold the door. Hold yeah. the... Blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's good. You know, everyone wants to um, see a kid skitzing um, out on the floor. That's horrific. John, I have to say that's one of the smartest things you've ever said. And yeah, I've never actually good. thought about... I've never thought about the walls that way, actually. No, um, but also... Blown my mind. Um, so Rickon's dog is called Shaggy Dog. And yeah, and look Rob's at the state of Rickon. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob's is called Greywind. And that's the only, t- that's the only time the, the, the theory falls down. But everything else you said... Yeah, but Rob legitimate. is gone with the wind. <clears throat> yeah. So gone with the wind too. perfectly. So, you know. Well, very good. And any listeners, that's the smartest things John's ever said. So just take it on board right now. I loved it. Bloody loved that. Yeah, very good. Uh, Lucy, moving on to you next for our final theory. Um I heard this one's a bit crazy, so I'm passing it to you. Yes, yeah, so um, smartest thing John's ever said. This is just what I'm saying is nonsense, but... I like, this is my favourite theory. Well, this, uh. long-time listeners will know this from our original podcast, um, when we first started podcasting on Game of Thrones, and we did our theories. So this was told to me in all seriousness and straight-faced by my mum. So she had heard this. She's one of the showrunners. She is a showrunner. Yeah. She is DB. Um, she's David, not, she's just, Benioff she's, yeah. and... DB DB Baron Jill so Jill Jill had heard and I haven't heard this anywhere else because it is mental um I mean there's more we can discuss about it with regards to Cersei's pregnancy is she really pregnant if so mm. what are the repercussions of this baby is it going to be born would Jamie even kill her if she's pregnant lots of stuff like that however the theory is that um Cersei gives birth to a dwarf um, yeah. Obviously, there is his, <laughs> nothing pres- wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No. Precedent for dwarfism in the family, um, and because of the kind of person that she is, because of her hate for Tyrion um, and just her twisted nature, she doesn't want the baby because the baby is a dwarf. So she instructs the mountain to throw it out of the Red Keep window. <laughs> Why it has to go out the window, I don't know. Maybe that's to mimic Tommen. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. my favourite part. But this was told to me. We're it. laughing. She told me very like, oh yeah, because um, she she hates dwarves. Yeah, so she gets the mountain to uh, to throw it out the window. Very serious. Not not a mm. comedic theory. Well, I've never seen it anywhere else. So she maybe was t- she made tearing it up. up at the time. Yeah, imagine. she just couldn't imagine the brutality. I mean, well, it's it. a ridiculous <laughs> theory, but imagine it being filmed, like the dialogue. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't want it because it's a dwarf. Lucy, I don't know how mm. to break this to you. They don't throw a real dwarf baby out the window. They would throw no, I know, some but sort how, of prosthetic. I just think prosthetic dwarf. I just think <laughs> how could that how could that ever, ever happen? So that is obviously ridiculous, but I do think it opens a discussion, as I said, mm. regarding Cersei's baby, which we haven't yeah. talked about because is she really pregnant? I don't think she is. I think it's I Davos's. Think she's, oh, <laughs> Davos is Cersei's baby's dad. The Onion Knight. I think spread she's lying to try and keep um, Jamie on side because um, we see well, we see her drinking some special tea from Kyburn, which I think is like 
Abortion tea, basically. Abortion I think it's, tea. it's either that or fattening tea, because she doesn't look like she's, she's getting <laughs> a bump. Fattening tea. I so... keep drinking fattening tea. I really need to stop. <clears throat> I need to get the skinny tea. Have some moon tea, dear. <laughs> <laughs> what about the the other theory that um, that the baby is... I, I I'm pretty sure John said this. This this feels John like Snow a, or John McCann. This feels like a John McCann kind of thing. Well, no, look. So the, if you if you yeah, want me to bring up my theories from the past, um, I can do, but they seem to disturb everyone. So yes, this one, you know, this is this is this is a you know a family friendly fan critical pod, um, yeah. or spin off of because obviously it's bastard and broker things. So there you go. Correct. But um, it basically. Uh, it involves the baby miss. It's a miscarriage, um, mm. and Jesus. the Night King raises. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, oh for fuck's the miscarried sake, baby. Yeah, like baby, like a fetus, like alien. Yeah, and then Jesus, it man. either bursts through the stomach. Um, Why would he want? What to do is that? this theory? Did we mean? talk about this before, or yeah. did I? Is this one of those things where you go to therapy a, and they reveal what you actually fetus. forgot? Yeah. It's not going to be able to do anything. What do you mean? Well, no, he's he's brought it back from the dead. Uh, the Night King is a, is a magician. We've established this. And the builder, don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> this will be like his like his pièce de résistance. But is he going to bring it back if it is it's not dead? I guess I don't know. I don't understand. Is it just going to remain as a zombie fetus, or is he going to grow into? Like, I'm assuming that he's on his dragon, flying around for at least you know nine months or eight months. <laughs> Why do you want a fetus? A Why? zombie fetus? No, it'll be a baby. It'll be an actual baby. What, and then it's going to grow up into a White Walker? Yes. Okay, fine. Yes. You can find other babies. Yeah, you I'm not saying do... that he's going to, like, if someone's fucking liver packed up, that he would raise the liver. The liver is alive again! Well, like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, I thought mine was bad, but that's pretty bad. Jesus. I The reason I didn't bring that theory up this time around um, is, one, it's probably true... Um, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But secondly, I th- I don't I now don't think that she is pregnant. I think it's uh, it's a lie. Aww. The interesting yeah, thing agree. about her lying about her pregnancy is why, if she was lying about the pregnancy, she would have fought tooth and nail to keep Jamie there. But because she allowed him to leave to certain death to an extent. I do believe that she is pregnant because that that to me says that she has something else that she's trying to fight I would, for. I would also say from a like from a logical perspective, from logic like when you think about how this would work, if she's lying, then there's going to have to be a scene at some point where Jamie's like, oh, "All right, where's that baby then?" and she's like, "Oh yeah." yeah I was no, actually I lying about that. Like it's I a bit weird, like it's a bit of a you're clumsy familiar thing to try with Amberlynn. But there are there's sort of stories about her trying to obviously bear a son for Henry VIII. And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm pregnant. And then she'd be like, I need to go and get fucking pregnant right now. Um, <laughs> Rumours that she had sex with her brother as well oh. to try and get a baby. There you go. So hmm. I don't, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's because, not necessarily true, but. That's because Anne Boleyn was going to get her head cut off. Yes. If she didn't it's true, but maybe squire she, a son. Cersei's like, like oh. You've got something to stay here for. We're going to have a baby. And he's like, oh, whose is it? It's like, yours, of course. And now she's going to have sex with a mountain to get a real one. Mm. I don't know. I just think, I just don't trust her. And I think there's always a play. Everything she does is is 
she's got a motive well, in mind. Here's, here's one for you. If she is pregnant, if she is, how well, many people... Is, so, yeah. All right, God. If she's pregnant, so let's just assume she's pregnant, um, will will she actually give birth to this baby? Like, no. Is it, it, no. Right, so we've got a no from Len. Gaz? Yes. So she's only like three months pregnant, man. What do you think is going to happen? This, this season's not taking six months. Lucy? Well, I don't think she's pregnant. Right, so you're saying no. But I think if she is pregnant, then yeah, I don't think she'll have the baby. All right, I'm saying no as well. So that leaves Gaz. Um, yeah, I've changed my mind. Right. I, I'm going to join you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, here's one for you, Gaz. So um, if she's pregnant, is there a chance that it might be um, fucking Mr. Finger Up Bean. the Bum? Euron. Is is there a potential that it could be Euron Greyjoy's baby? Oh. Um that that is interesting. I think there's potential for it to be anyone. Well, no, but I mean if it was like Stephen the fucking squire, you'd be like, Oh, why does this matter? Um and then you look at him and you go, actually, yeah, he's a good looking chap. Um yeah, good looking lad. Is there a chance it could be Euron's? Definitely no better than Darian though, is he? Um <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> original, original, the original. The, the, the she would only do that. She would only sleep with him and try to bear his child if she thought there was something in it for her, which she presumably does with the fleet and everything. Yeah, bear child. Again, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that much point in it being Euron's. Um, do you think it's Jamie's? It an incidental note. I think it is Jamie's, and I think she is pregnant, and. Just given the timeline, maybe it's difficult for her to actually have yeah. the baby. But I, I do. I just. I also don't think that this pregnancy has no point. Like, there's got to be a reason for it as well. But, but, yeah. but here's one for you. It is is a point for you? If now, well, actually, I'm just riffing here now. But it is Euron's. The baby is born, um, which means that. <clears throat> And it's a boy as well, for the sake of this theory, uh, which means and Euron gets killed, um, but it means that the Greyjoy house lives on. How about that? Because it would be a Greyjoy, um, and at the moment you've got, you know, Theon with no penis, um, and Yara could be dead at this point, um, and obviously she's not a man either. So in in this society um, of ice and fire. Uh, it could be that that is how, you know, the Greyjoy house lives on, and and Theon. Again, I don't know why I keep saying that people are fostering kids, but it just feels like the the show started with someone effectively fostering someone else's kid. It would be yeah. nice for it to end with a Jorah doing the same thing or Theon doing I've the heard same theories thing. Theories about Theon being on the Iron Throne. <clears throat> I think they were just piss taking, but you know, There's, I mean, they he's. Are I think he he'll survive the whole thing. Um, it would be nice for him to have a a happy ending, like Thanos Penis. on the farm. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is a good time. Let's let's leave Cersei because it's interesting that we spent so much time on Cersei when I'm firm believer that she is not a major player in this at all. Um, when it comes down to it, and talking about major players. I think we come down to the fact of who we believe is actually going to be sitting on the Iron Throne. And that's how we're going to lead up cool. to our first episode covering the new season, the final season of Game of Thrones. I thought it'd be a great time to talk about who we think will end up on the Iron Throne. I'm going to kick this off uh, with you over there, uh, Lucy. Um, 
who do you think will end up on the Iron Throne at the end of the season, at the end of the series, at the end of Game of Thrones? So this is a bit left field and a bit mad, but throughout the <clears throat> the whole course of the series, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, breaking the wheel from Danny in particular, and there's characters like yep. Varys that just want the best for the people. I can't see either Daenerys or Jon living through the final season. Yeah. And I can't see anybody else sitting on the Iron Throne. So I'm wondering if the Iron Throne is just going to be smelted down, probably by Gendry, and they're going to live as a republic. And, you know, maybe Varys is going to be a senator or something. I don't know. It sounds stupid, but I don't see... I don't know who else. Maybe the only other person I could think of would be Sansa, which I don't think is going to happen. But I can't see anybody else sitting on the throne. I don't really think there's any real contenders because I don't... John survives. <clears throat> I just... I don't see I don't see it happening and I think Daenerys it, it it's if if it's gonna be anyone, I think Daenerys, but I also think she may stray too far into the the fires of madness to do it. Yeah. So I'm thinking it could be a real curveball and then the sort of the monarchy in um Westeros is abolished. Yeah. I like that theory. I've always liked the theory that a democracy might start to rise up mm. in Westeros because obviously thousands you've got people and thousands like I mean years. Tyrion could die, but he would, he and the likes of Varys um could be good sort of senators or politicians almost yeah. uh for the new realm. Mm. Yeah, for the borough. I've always liked mm. I've always liked <laughs> the idea of political parties or um <laughs> not in real life for fuck's sake. Not in real yeah. life. Jesus, definitely not in our current situation. The Green Party. But um yeah. I've always liked the idea that there would be um, not a monarchy anymore, mm. and that that sort of bloodline <laughs> thing would would die out, and they and D- Danny would genuinely change the history of 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 Westeros. Um, so I do hope that does happen. Okay, um, Gareth, for you next. Well, I really like Lucy's um, democratic idea. To be honest. Um, no problem, and therefore I am electing Lucy to sit on the Iron Throne. No, I'm um, so dumb. I could never. No, That's well, feel, look, it? let's Again, dumb. Uh, <laughs> I guess the the other major players. Let's talk about them, I suppose. But um, Danny has seen these visions of being on the throne mm. and potentially surrounded by snow, potentially surrounded by ash. Definitely surrounded by snow at the moment. Um, cocaine or is... John Snow <laughs> yes um, Lucy <laughs> thank um, you um, but I think that maybe she does sit the Iron Throne but it's very bittersweet short in that short lived she dies for some reason yeah like <laughs> oh, hold on. it's a very temporary very temporary <laughs> sitting of the Iron Throne mm. um Whilst Jamie stabs her in the back around again. her burns, and I just I can't see this being a clear cut happy ending. And no. as much as I like the d- democracy idea, the thought of it like then just having a little epilogue while everybody goes to the to the v- the polls and puts in their ballot like <laughs> fucking Weimar like, Republic, yeah, uh, yeah, like Star that's Wars. just really weird. I, I don't know how that how that ends. Whereas. Davos ends up of... on the throne, mate. With the fucking <laughs> the polls have come in, it's a clear winner. Davos. Yeah. I'm going to vote Danny, but for a very short period. Okay. Yeah, definitely echo the thoughts of democracy. Echo the thoughts of Danny having a short-lived reign. I do not think uh, our boy 
John, our lovely boy John Snow, and John in the podcast will make it through this final season, both of them in regards. Um, mm. But uh, devastating for the fans. So devastated, they are devastated. I'm I'm going to say Tyrion makes it onto the Iron Throne. Um, yeah. I, I I thank you, uh, John. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I think someone like Tyrion. Um, I actually think someone that we don't expect necessarily will make it on there. I think Tyrion's probably the top of that tier that we don't expect to make it on the Iron Throne. Um, for several reasons. I think Danny and John, and I've said this, if you listen back to our previous podcast, I think they're both going to die. Um, mm. I do firmly believe they're both going to die. Whether or not, like you said, Gareth, Danny actually survives father's John's child and then dies very instantly. He may be in childbirth. Something <laughs> that Tyrion knows. Something knows... <laughs> <laughs> something that some something reason. that Tyrion knows very well because obviously he came into this world killing his mother as he so said John. Jo- you know mm. Joanna Lannister um and then Tyrion um is protector of the realm until Danny's child comes of age something along those lines is the way i see it going um it's very complicated at the moment obviously as we've all said it, it is not going to be a happy ending in in terms of a, a Daenerys death there's yeah. also the um, John is Azor Ahai yeah. theory. So maybe maybe John has to kill Daenerys, Daenerys in order to fulfill the prophecy and to get Lightbringer the sword that will, will defeat, defeat the Night King. The Night King. And 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 the only issue I have with the Azor, I know this is a random conversation to have right now talking about Azor Ahai. So anyone who just watches the show, that is the prince that was promised, which has been mentioned in the show, but the mm. theory and the, the the prophecy hasn't really been mentioned in full in the show. Um, the only issue with that is the show has obviously hasn't hasn't shown us though those key moments that it needs to fulfil that prophecy. So mm. it'd be so random to just be in the final battle and then John goes, "I have to kill you so that I get the Lightbringer sword to kill the Night King." Doesn't make any sense. Mm. Yeah. So that's my only issue with that theory now. Um, in the book, hundred percent possible. Um, and I don't think the books and I don't think the show are going to marry up completely. I think the way they get to the end point is going to be completely different. Yeah. I think the battles will probably be the same, but key characters are already dead in the books or still alive in the books. And I think it's going to add complete chaos. So the really fun part is our podcast is going to be covering the books, to be honest with you, because I'm really excited about that. Yes. Uh, mm. Throwing it over to John over there cool. for the, the final take of who's going to be on the throne. The Iron Throne. Go shoot. All right, I've got, I got three. And another Jesus, three if man. you want them. Um, so efficiency, <laughs> diplomacy, um, and um, no, yeah. So it's uh, first one is it's it will just be Cersei. She'll just end the series on the Iron Throne, and everyone will go boo, and they'll just end. No way. Yeah. No way. Hate that. Boo. And it'll hate just it. it'll, it'll just end with. Um, just a shot of like her smirking, and then it will go to like a little grave of of Tyrion, and then the show will just end. Um, oh. So that's the first one. Jesus. Uh, second one is the Iron Bank. The Iron Bank own the throne. Um, well, they kind of do so anyway, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but you know that that fella that's in the the League <laughs> so of Gentlemen, of, he'll, he'll be have, on like, the throne. The board of directors all squeezed onto the Iron <laughs> Throne. Like, well. <laughs> That would be less ridiculous than seeing Tyrion sitting on that throne. What sort of an end shot is that? The uh, the third one, um, which uh, I'm shipping, and the reason I'm shipping this one is it plays into kind of the whole theme of, of the show, 
which is the major houses. So uh, Lucy mentioned the uh, the whole like uh, republic. Um, I think it will be something like that, but I think they'll re-establish the major houses. Um, yeah. So we've got um, we've got the Baratheon, haven't we? In in Gendry, Renly. Um, Gendry, yeah, yeah, sorry. no, not Renly. He died <laughs> ages ago. Renly, Renly went yeah. a while ago. Yeah, sorry. You're still sorry, thinking Gendry. of our season two recap. Um, <laughs> so, so we've got Gendry um, of House Baratheon. We've got um, Sansa up in the House north. Stark. Yeah. Um, and now it's just trying to figure out who. Oh, actually, you've got um, you got Robin. He's still there in the House of Arryn. Um, yeah, but he's been milked. He's well, he's not been milked. He's been milking. <laughs> no, he's been milking it. Um, but you know, without his his mother's teat, um, he, might be all right. he might be all right. I mean, he he's a terrible archer. Lord Royce can sort him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord Just Royce is him. dead. He's gone. He's dying. Yeah, he's dying. Not yet. Jesus, no, man. he's probably going to die at the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, um, but but I think that the last episode will kind of start establishing the major houses again. Um, and I think yeah. the heads of all those houses running the kingdom, I think King's Landing will fall. Um, and that will be like, I mean, it might still be a town, but I don't think that it will be ruled from uh, King's Landing. I don't think that throne will be there. I don't think there'll be a king, to be honest. Um, mm. And I, I say that even in the sense that uh, either John or Danny could still be alive at this point. Um, because she... she in effect, will be breaking the wheel, um, and that is what she wants to achieve. Not necessarily um, be the one that is ruling um, Westeros. Mm. Yep. Well, very good, very good, guys. I have to say, I hope one of us is correct. Uh, probably none of us will be correct. That's the thing about <laughs> Game of Thrones; it seems to surprise us at every turn. When it ends up with Pod just sitting there at the end, <laughs> good cock. <laughs> so says it all. Um, that's it for everything before the season premiere of season eight the final season of game of thrones i want to say thank you guys for joining me today but i would like the listeners to know that we are going to be giving you extreme detailed coverage of the season not only will you get an episode <laughs> extreme, extreme <laughs> to the max do 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 Everyone yep. wearing no fear t-shirts. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not only will you receive a uh, you know recap of the episode, which is standard for here at Fan Critical, but you will also receive our book corner segment, which will detail any book references that yep. we pick up in every single episode. Not only that, you're going to have live audio reactions from the gang, recorded as live as we watch it all together. <laughs> What's going on? Rewind that. (laughs) Who's that? Who the fuck is that over there? No, you will have that as well. Just to say, if you have enjoyed this, please do subscribe to this channel. It's Bastards and Broken Things. It's available on all of the podcast apps, be it iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it, we're on it. Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict, anything, guys. (laughs) Said any of the podcast apps. Just give one more option. Yep, good. Thank you. Shh. Uh, just to say, also, uh, we have Fan Critical, our major hub of all of these podcasts. If you imagine all these podcasts are children, this is the father and the mother. And we couldn't name the other Which five. Which one? 
gods, <laughs> but we're not going to. Um, that is the main one to follow. Please do subscribe to Fan Critical. Leave us a review. We love a blueberry review for extra marks. So yeah, five very blueberries. Good. Leave us five blueberries. Only fives, if anything. And we will um, give you five blueberries. Not in the literal, post. In the post, or metaphorical. We could post them. No, they're metaphorical. Okay, blueberries. metaphorical blueberries. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say thank you to Lucy and John over there in the UK. Um, doing a fantastic you. job drinking their mimosas in the morning. Thank you very much. Lovely. Oh, exposed. Might be driving later. I could be banged up for that. Uh, thank you to Gareth and myself over here in Australia. Thank you, um, Len. Drinking the uh, Johnny, John Save, drinking White Walker, Johnny Johnny Walker. White Walker by Johnny Walker. White Walker by Johnny Walker, yeah. Sponsored, obviously. Thank you, Johnny Walker. Not sponsored, so. so but if you do, um, well, we're if hashtag you do, them, so. it's yeah, delicious. Hashtag it's delicious. <laughs> so try it out. Uh, and we'll see you guys in a week's time for what is soon to be the most exciting uh, six weeks of television we've ever experienced in our lives. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you, guys. See you Thank later. You. See you. Bye. 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 Bye.